Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 516, coming to you live. Is it live? Pre-live. <laughs> Post-live? In July, but I could have said any other month in. I mean, honestly, if you, if you post this timely, I don't know that our listeners would even realize that we were gone, because sometimes there is a month gap in between our podcasts. <laughs> and then I post a bunch yes, of them. So, you know, I mean... But, here, uh, not here. Does we had, it make a, a, we had a little bit of a summer hiatus, but hopefully yeah. getting back into the rhythm of things. Possibly. Yep. And <laughs> you will understand why I go into details of some of my Euro trip. Not all of it, because yep. I have so many more fun. Did you go to a nude beach in like the movie Euro trip? No, because I, I know about the, that. The bouncy it's, dicks. I did that once when I was in Australia. And <laughs> I mean... Never need to do it again. Yeah. Not, <laughs> it's not really, yeah. Yeah. There's the internet for that. Sure. But had lots of fun. Uh, you just have to listen to hear why. We also got into some comic book talk. A little bit. And In our comic book podcast. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit of comic talk. It's more catching up with me. I guess we didn't even get to catch up with you. Oh, I, there's nothing. Oh, to... didn't do anything last month. I mean, you know, I do things. There's just none of them are interesting. <laughs> You watch all these. I watch a lot of movies, yes. But not what most people think watching lots of movies are movies that they could name. Right. You watch the most obscure stuff. I do. I love it. I love just seeing what they are, though, because it makes me Google, what the hell is this movie? When was it made? Oh, my God. That looks probably bad. Some of them have looked interesting. Yeah. They've been good, I think. I mean... It's relative. But every time you post it, I think this is bad because I've never heard of it before. And I love movies. Yeah. I watch so much cinema. I feel like you've watched so much cinema on the opposite spectrum <laughs> of me. That combined, we could name yeah. and do every movie probably. type trivia. Probably. You're probably right. But just, uh, yeah, I guess. we t- Tony lost his train of thought. No. <laughs> well, I was just now thinking we need to do a movie trivia night sometime. <laughs> Anyway, get to the end of the intro. Okay. So uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 216. Nope. Episode 516. Yes, because <laughs> numbers matter. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to call this one. I don't really have a title yet. Yes, you do. Say it. No, because that was dumb and I've used that one before. Oh. Uh, I guess Euro Trip 2023. Uh, Euro Trash. <laughs> dumpster fire europe 2023 so i want to title my album of pictures now tony's trip with his daddy daddy son euro trip as good as bad as it sounds and i'll just pick one of those there to be you the go. title and into the intro music. Hit it. Fucking space. Stop. Drums come in. it i don't know if uh i know how to do this anymore i know it's been uh, um oh my god over a month 
about two yeah, months-ish. It feels like that. Maybe a little less than that. We did May. We did a couple in May. Uh, that's true. Yeah, nothing in June. Zero. Pre- well, you were gone almost all of June. That is true. And I had the time of my life. My Euro trip with my father. Time of my life. <laughs> with, your, your, with your father, yes. You just reminded me of something just going back. All the times on this podcast we would sing <laughs> stupid shit. God, that was a... Derek posted the other day about how, uh, you know, our anniversaries in June of when we first started 11 years ago and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We missed that, but it was one of those things where seeing some people being like, man, I used to listen to you guys all the time and stuff like, I forget. There are people that enjoy listening to our dumb I rambling, <laughs> which is why we're still doing this. Even I guess. Though... I assume we're still doing it because if we don't, we won't hang out otherwise. <laughs> yes, true. We would. You are one of my best friends. You're Aww. one of my few people that I bought something for. It's true. The little little naked boy. <laughs> Tony Don't bought, say it that Tony way. bought me a little naked boy. <laughs> a real life one. <laughs> I don't know how you got that through customs. His name is Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Mannequin Piss is, is what it's called in Belgium. It's their mascot of... Pretty much a peen fountain. Yeah. Which a little boy. It's just so dumb but funny. Yeah. And that's one of the many mascots that we saw. A lot of these towns have something that is iconic for them. Like, okay, Paris doesn't have a statue, but they have the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Well, and they have a bajillion of things yeah. to see that the, stand out. The What's the Arc? Arc de Triumph. Arc de Triumph. There's the Louvre. There's... Yeah. Uh, Parthian, there's Notre Dame, there's or Notre Dame. Yes, they're not Notre Dame, <laughs> the college. I know. That's what always <laughs> pisses me off about Notre Dame, the college, that it's not pronounced the same Notre as Dame. Notre Dame. I, growing up, I always pronounced it Notre Dame, um, just because the it's, it is the hunchback of Notre Dame, right? It's yeah. not the hunchback of Notre Dame, although I know there are people who pronounce it like that. So I grew up without football, with the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So when I realized there was a college, I was like, oh, it's Notre Dame. And everyone's like, uh, what? <laughs> no, Notre Dame. See, I think for me, I saw the movie Rudy. Oh. When I was, <laughs> so I knew Notre Dame <laughs> from that. Yeah, all right. But, uh, yeah. But anyways, so there's some other places that had icons, uh, one of which, uh, Ample Men, so ha, wait, say it again. Ample man. Ample man. Ample. Ample like, man. Like, pronounce like, ample. Like right? I'm ample. Like yes. In the chest area, I'm ample. Yes. And so is he ample in other areas? No, he's just. <laughs> is that the one you showed me? That was the. Yeah. So he is the. It does kind of look like he's got a cock. Where's the thing? Pull it out. <laughs> Oh, I put it away already. It, but, it's, I know it's his arm, but if you squint, you could be like, oh, that just also looks like a huge dick. So the Ample Man is uh, Berlin, but ever since learning about it, we've now named any cross sign person Ample Man. Because mm. Ample Man lets you know when you're allowed to cross the sidewalk. Okay. And 
wherever this campaign came from, uh, this brand is a huge thing in Berlin. They sell all things with Ample Man on it. They suckered me into getting yes. a bottle opener and a, yes. a weird bedroom stop go door sign. Yeah, like the, the ones you would put on your hotel door. Yeah. Um, my guess is, is that this icon is owned by the whatever their uh, department of traffic safety is and all the funds from it go to, to that department which you know cool that's a cool way to fund your fund your shit yeah and and again what i like the most is their uh cross signs have him like it's not a generic like person it's him with the hat on crossing <laughs> the road hat. so yeah. it's kind of cute you to see what i mean where that could also just be a dick though it's <laughs> kind of growing out of his chest there. I mean, I just assume it's big, so it comes up, and you can only see it when it separates itself from the body. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I know uh, I'm, I'm just briefly kind of saying a couple fun things that I did while over there. The most fun that we had, besides the wedding, which was a main reason why we decided to take this Euro trip, um, friends that got married in Germany, the wedding was at this, not it's not a uh, hunting lodge over there. Hunting lodges though are a big deal because people don't really own guns mm-hmm. like you can, but when you use them for hunting, you store them at the hunting lodge. Right. So makes sense. And this lodge was owned by this chef who then decided he wanted to retire from doing chef stuff, but also keep doing it. So he opened this lodge owned all this land and so they hunt on the land to make the food that they make every weekend very interesting concept Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i can't imagine how expensive it was this wedding was amazing that was really awesome but the second thing that was awesome which just happenstance uh happened was the night we were in prague we were only there one night because we were leaving early. We had original two nights planned uh, to get to Vienne, uh, Austria quicker uh, because there was something going on the night, the next night. So we're in Prague, and I'm noticing a bunch of groups of guys who, to me, I feel like I've seen them in, like, many iconic British movies as, like, those hooligans, you know, mm. like – the ruffians that are part of the sports ball that's going on and soccer well soccer or rugby rugby yeah. so but i'm like just thinking maybe that's just how prague is mm-hmm. we also noticed there was a giant what looked like a festival outdoor drinking thing in this huge courtyard and we're just like man something's going on in the city and it's not till later on we find out there's a huge soccer game that night in prague like a championship Europa cup, which is premier league from what I've been told is like the highest league. And mm-hmm. then this kind of like second or third down. But one of the two teams in it was uh West Ham United, which is a British team. So you had all these Brits in Prague right. for that final match that was happening that night. So when he felt then that's what the giant street being just littered with cans and everything was. That was their pre-celebration. <laughs> By our hostel, right around the corner, was the town square as well as the um 
this uh, Irish pub. Now, off there, when I was telling how my dad wasn't the greatest at booking places, yeah, this was way far away from the the train station. However, it was right in the middle of everything cool happening. So, good pick on him. And so we celebrated watching this championship game at this Irish pub with all these people that could speak English so we could understand what's going on, and this team won. Oh, man. So that was even further celebrations yeah, in I the bet. streets. I have pictures of, again, the police there were doing their job to just protect their city. They're letting people party, but then some dumbasses were lighting off flares and stuff, so the police had to kind of get involved. Uh not super scary, but a little bit of, like, what could happen. Sure. I was in Lansing when State won the, okay, yeah. the championship. That, that, that I know what that here. shit is like. <laughs> but what I found out is this team hasn't won, like, a championship. Like, you know, they've won a couple of games, but they've never gotten this far. In over 47 years was their last, like, time wow. they've won something. So there's people that were there with their kid being like, my, my son wasn't even born or, you know, I was 15 when the last time we won a game and all these people, different stories. Like um, there's some people singing this song that I asked some bystanders for. Why are, why are they saying it? it? They were going like something like one more year to four more years, 10 more years, like in the lyrics. And there's a guy that's retiring from their team that they're just trying to say, stay for one more year, like mm. re-up your contract. But then that gets them to be in like, why not stay for a couple more years? I was like, that's kind of funny and, and awesome. Come to find out these two people's father, daughter, who decided to take the trip to Prague to cheer on their team. Even without having tickets, you go for the experience right. of everyone else there. So learned a lot of these stories from people. Did meet a group of guys who had season tickets to the normal game, which allows them to get season tickets for the the f- finale. This is the weird thing where we're used to like hearing Super Bowl ticket prices. Oh my God. Yeah. Which go on sale like way early. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get them, you're screwed yeah. and they're thousands of dollars over there. Your season ticket holder to whatever team, even though it's being played in a whole nother country you get first dibs on those. Nice. They still have some general to the public stuff that will then get snatched up and resold. And obviously these people could resell them too, but why would you? Right. You want to go to this, and these guys did. So hearing some funny stories of people thinking they weren't going to be able to make it and all this, and then they stop to do a shot, and I see them all like almost gagging. And I think, did they do Malort? I know, right? I was just going to be like. They don't have Malort there. And I was wondering what they did until all of a sudden this other guy goes, hey, American, take this. <laughs> sure, why not? And I do it, and it was Nasty. one of the worst shots. It you was, know what it was? Yeah, it was, um, uh, what's it, the Green Fairy? Uh, oh, Absinthe. Absinthe, yeah. But Prague makes the real good, strong, yeah. oh, my God, I've never had it, that, that absinthe taste. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big hater on it because, I mean, I bought it, I do it, but it's not sure. the best of Well, and, and whenever, so, like, if you go to a bar and get absinthe, if they do it right, you know, they, they drip it over, they have that whole contraption oh, yeah. where to they drip it, it over the sugar and stuff like that, yeah. 
I tried that once, and I'm like, this is too messy, and it didn't really do anything <laughs> you different. You need to have somebody do it for you. A I'm just more or less. It's more or less one of those shots to do with friends to watch them. Yeah. Ugh. It's really licorice tasting, isn't it? Black licorice yeah. and that's oh, just not... I love black licorice. I would probably enjoy myself. I hate it, even though I love it in mixed drinks. I don't know why. Yeah. So, just this whole night, iconic. I was up till like three thirty, four in the morning. We saw people passed out the next morning when we were checking out our hotel. So awesome. Um, I also throughout this whole European tour, there's other people that we met, chatted with at like you know, restaurants sitting down with that sharing the cultures is always mm-hmm. great. Sharing a beer is good, but I invited half of Europe to come stay with us because <laughs> oh, my family has had so many uh, different exchange students over the right. years. And we are a very loving opening family that sure we have someone coming in from a foreign. Sure. We'll put you up and have fun with you and do the same when we go visit you. If they came here, with the intention of staying with you, they would get into your house and be like, this American is a serious Oh, they're not killer. staying with me personally. Oh, Keith. okay. <laughs> we put them up in one of the other people's houses, our family. I just know we What would... did I do? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, the trip was amazing. Uh, lots of fun. Saw an actual proposal happen at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh. It was kind of a, one of those cute moments. Sure. Uh, How often did you find yourself with a language barrier that was a problem? Like when you went to restaurants, did the, the, the staff always speak English? Like how hard was it to order food? How hard was it to get around? For the most part, uh, we would use our phones, the Google Translate, to be able to translate the menu at least, then we could just point. We'll mm-hmm. do this one if we didn't know how to pronounce it. Uh, that happened a couple times. Uh, we went to a real authentic Italian pizza place. I knew going into it that their sauces aren't as sweet as right. American sauces, so it'd be a little bit different. My dad flat out said, and I kind of agree with him, the sauce tasted like uh, Campbell's like tomato soup. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. And I and I go, kind of. It was unique. The the bread was a very amazing, probably the best was it fa- crust. So, I mean, saying it's Italian pizza, there's different parts of Italy do pizza differently. Yeah. So was it like the thick bread or was it like the thin? Thin. Yeah. Very like thin. Like crackery. And the cheese was kind of not as cheesy as right. you would. But yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was different. Yeah, not the greatest. So I know my dad wanted to try some real, like, good American-style pizza. We've, so we found a place, except for uh, during that, we accidentally, I, again, I hate mushrooms. Uh-huh. Their pepperoni pizza comes straight with mushrooms on it. I should have just said, because it's two guys, we could split a pizza, it'd be good. But then they had this four-cheese pizza. I'm like, oh, all these nice cheeses from around the world. Let's do that and just add pepperoni to that. Right. I guess the guy who also didn't speak English didn't quite understand add pepperoni to it. So he made the cheese pizza and a pepperoni pizza, Mm. which is pepperoni and mushrooms. So Mm -hmm. we had two full pizzas amongst two guys to eat within 24 hours. That's doable. (laughs) This was in Belgium where we also had the fries and the waffles Mm -hmm. and... 
the Korean corn dog and the everything. Korean corn dog was amazing. I, yeah, we have a place here now that does that. That's what I heard. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, there's like they always got lines out the door. Uh, one of the best beers I ever had, and I can't remember what it, it was. It's Trappist beer in Belgium, sure. which Yum. always good. Yeah, high percentage too. I think right. Yeah, yeah. Those so kick your ass. Went to. I haven't posted the pictures yet, and I should show you some of them later. Uh, this cool tourist trap. The uh, they have all these weird museums, the Museum of Sex, like in Amsterdam mm, or mm-hmm. in Prague, the Museum of Sex Machines. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, or or in Amsterdam, they had a bajillion weed museums, yeah. which... Doesn't it just make you yeah. really feel that, like, Americans are prudes? Yeah. Yeah. But what I want to say, they had one in, in Belgium, which was this obstacle illusion place, and... My dad had saw it on an NPR thing. Okay. So he knew of it and wanted to go in there. All the people who are just local teenagers were like, wait, we were on the news like in America? <laughs> so they all were Googling it while we're going through this place. It's dead. For the 15 bucks that it was, it was worth it for some of the fun pictures. We have the ones where it makes it look like one person's bigger than the other, but mm. it looks like the same room. Mm-hmm. But it's all because of how... Optical illusions, and these people would come in and be like, "We'll take your picture, best picture of you guys." So we got some amazing, cool optical nice. illusion things. That was worth it, and there was plenty of them. And even though I've seen optical illusions before, I know how most of them work. Mm. It's still fun to like pose and get in. We have a couple of them of us standing on the ceiling. Oh right, because again, it's an upside down <clears throat> looking room, and then you just flip the picture. Right. But it's it boggles your mind when you're looking at it. Like even though it's so simple as that, when you look at that picture, you're just like, "How the fuck?" Yeah. So, ah, I think I've spent a, enough time rambling about. Uh, <laughs> you Europe, had a good time, and I didn't even touch half the surface of all the fun. Oh, I know. Crazy... I mean, it's, you went for three. You know, you were gone for three weeks, so I would imagine you have a, you did a ton of stuff. I'm yep. jealous. And I would have read a lot more comics had I not lost my Kindle. He pulled a Tony. <laughs> so I didn't really have anything to review, even though I have been back for a little bit and I could have. But I wanted to kind of quick bring up uh, a comic, Asterix, which uh, while we were over there, we saw plenty of. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's... Mainly a, I want to say it's a Belgium? or yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's published in Tintin Magazine when it first started out. Yep. And pretty much follows the uh, Vikings. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I say this is because when we were in Belgium, it was all over the place. It's like also, you know, iconic person that they're known right. for. And there's two, it brings up, because there's two times uh, while we were over there that I seen cinema we're we're out no three times to say saw lots of posters for in the spider-verse of course we're not gonna go see a movie while we're traveling but then saw one for a interesting french film that i was like yeah we don't really see advertisements for these maybe it's mm-hmm. on netflix in the dub section but then they had uh the ventures of asterix a movie of it which, again, my dad has known of this comic. I knew of this comic for going over there right. and then seeing it all over the place. It was one of those where we might have actually gone to the movies just to 
But it probably wasn't in English, though, right? No, it would, yeah. and like it probably wouldn't have even been dubbed. So no, or subtitled or anything because yeah. it's in their language. But <laughs> I do want to rent that sometime when it is like yeah. streaming somewhere, if the streaming wars ever stop and yeah, and see that. But that's a good count. I mean, I've read some of the little, you know, panels and everything that they've had of the comic, and I know of it, but. It was one of those things we went into a couple comic shops while being over there. But again, you go into the comic shops, you find a bunch of cool, interesting comics that American comics don't have. Mm-hmm. But then you have to remember, oh, they're all in a foreign language. Right. So I took some pictures of some interesting, like flip open a book. Yes, when you can't read the words, you are going to be judging by the cover art right. or the art within but there were some interesting ones, uh, a couple of them that felt more on the manga side. So if it is that, you know, I know there's plenty of places where you can get manga and stuff easily. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, some of these that I want to actually look up now that I'm back in America in the States to be like, OK, does this have an English translation? Because the art was good enough. Let's pick up one or two of these. Sure. See how it goes. Um, really like the comic book shops over there. They felt felt like comic book stores where a lot of times here now it's comic books slash gaming slash mm. uh, <clears throat> mini figs and stuff. Yeah. A lot of these were mainly straight up comics or mostly comics with a little bit of gaming, but not or yeah, it just felt more comic centric, sure. um, which was great. But again, and going in there and when you go back earlier, what you're saying, uh, language barrier, there wasn't so much because a lot of people could speak some sort of English. Um, Like I said, I gave a handful of examples when they couldn't, but a majority of the time it wasn't that hard, which was more surprising to me. The last couple of times when we went to Germany, my dad could always translate and we were mainly with some people or areas where. There were tourist, you know, places that they could speak English. Right. But finding out all these other countries, the one that was probably hardest was Czech Republic. They had less English speakers, but when you got more towards, you know, Austria, Switzerland, France, Mm -hmm. you know, some big places, big cities, you have those people that also know they're working working in the tourist industry. We got to know some English because there's a lot of people coming over. And a lot of the youth over there start are learning more English too because they're consuming so much uh, American culture. So I know we're going to get into some uh, comic book reviews, or at least I think you got one. I have one. But uh, I want to just bring up two going back to when I was talking about the comic books and everything, or in the movies. Um, a discussion that got brought up in Germany was. Why do you Americans always use Germans or Russians as your bad guy? Yeah, uh, well, uh, <laughs> let me tell you about your past real quick, buddy. <laughs> but they know about their past. I know and they, they know, and they know. They they are better like forgiven for knowing more of it than we allow them to be forgiven. Yeah. But it made me really think. Yeah, there is no need to really keep making them right. German. I feel like it's 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 lessened. Right. And the common it, Russia will always be just because they haven't like, I mean, you know, yeah, 
Um, they definitely like, I think the Middle East has become the replacement for Germans in a lot of stuff like that. <clears throat> so, but they all know Hans Gruber. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> that was the eighties. All right. <laughs> so that's one of my first that I can feel like I remember yeah. real German bad guy. Yeah. All the guys um, in Indiana Jones, but those were all, well, Nazi, they took place yeah. during Nazi times, so, you know. And that makes sense. Right. But again, you still have just Germans being jerks. Like, why do they have to be German? Yeah. Or why why even a nationality? Why does that have to be part of who they are? In right. The it was just something that they had brought up. Like, oh, you're right. And now it makes me wonder, in the rest of the world, some of these foreign movies or, f- again, I don't necessarily need to watch a lot of foreign uh shows Mm -hmm. but i'm interested enough to watch or interested to see who do they portray on their bad guys like you know the show 24 or something where a terrorist attack's gonna happen like what do they yeah yeah. russians probably (laughs) i mean probably yeah everyone uses russians 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 use everybody else (laughs) yeah true traitors i mean traitors yeah, because they have propaganda films still. Yeah. Oh, God. The rest of the world, it's an interesting place. But uh, you tuned in to Drunk on Comics. <laughs> for, a singular, in for a singular comic review this week. And it's actually not. So <clears throat> I think um, there might be four out of this comic now. I know there's at least three, but I have only read the first two. And the name of the comic, it's from Dark Horse, um, is Hairball. And I read it because, um, well, I was attracted to reading it. One, because it's written by Matt Kint. And who doesn't love a good Matt Kint tale? But look at the covers. They're so cute. The cat is so cute. Except <laughs> um, they do this beautiful thing where like they make it look super cute, but also kind of fucked up and creepy. Yeah, the eyeballs are really Yeah. Like... So on the second one there's this very cute cat on the cover, watercolor type art. Um, but its eyes are a little wonky and it's got some blood on its on its on its mouth. Um in the comic book itself, the cat does not look that cute and fluffy. It's more like here. I'll show you. It's like a just a sleek black cat, but also real fucked up looking. Yeah. I mean, if it was just staring at me like that. So the whole book is about this girl. Um, she gets adopted by this couple. And these sort of stories always weird me out or like make me really think about them because this couple has adopted this child and... I don't know if it's that they couldn't have kids or what the setup was, but like they are not in a good place in their relationship. So they're a terrible couple. They kind of hate each other. They're both definitely cheating on each other. So I don't know if like adopting a child was like, let's put a bandaid on this problem, like getting a kid into the house. But how does an adoption <laughs> how this stories like this are always like, okay, these people can adopt a child, but gay people can't adopt children. I don't understand. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the day they adopt her, um, this cat also shows up. So since it it felt kismet, 
that the cat showed up the same day that she came home. What? So they let her keep the cat, and she names the cat Bestie. And right away in the first issue, you're like, uh, uh, like uh, this cat's weird. Like it bites the girl in the arm, and like these worms come out come out of her arm. And throughout the comic book, these weird little worms that have like not like worm mouths, but like the like the you know the mouths that are like all tentacly. Yeah. Um, nobody can see me do this, but Tony. <laughs> but <laughs> um, and they like it. They they whisper things to her and stuff like that. And the cat is clearly trying to. I don't know if the cat's trying to protect the girl or kill everybody. I undetermined because like the cat is always doing shit that like cats do, like chew on wires and hack up hairballs and stuff like that, but it's also very clearly like a little bit more than that. Like the cat is <laughs> is definitely malicious in its actions. And so there's all kinds of shit that goes down and through issue 2 it's so spoilers and and I can I know I can spoil it cuz if you're reading this or if you want to read this there's still a whole bunch of issues after this um at one point in time she tries to kill the cat like the girl does because it's freaking her out so much but it doesn't work but like she kills it but then it's not dead yeah i was going to say but did she <laughs> so it's it's a story that has a lot of things that feel like a normal sort of kind of creepy story, but because it's a cat and because there's these worm things and because you, the cat can twist its eyes around <laughs> kind of like the, the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland. Like it's definitely a little bit more, intriguing of a tale because you want to know now what the fuck's up with this cat yeah <laughs> like is it really she named it bestie it seems to be protecting her but also she tried to kill it so is it going to keep doing that is it going to turn on her or was it even protecting her to begin with or is it just using her for some sort of thing it's trying to accomplish no idea <laughs> Because I'm only two issues in. Um, but it's really good. I needed a new book because a lot of my books have ended. So I need some new stuff. And this was a good one to dig into. So, you know, if you like a creepy tale and cute little cats who might be demonic, I would say go ahead and pick it up. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I almost feel like... but. Everyone secretly knows cats are demonic, so they should. No, anyone would just want to pick this up. Shh, my cute little baby kitty is. He's a sweetheart, so don't even. Um, but you know, her parents are her parents are so fucking awful that like when it does all this stuff to like go at them and try and kill them, you're kind of like, oh, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> So I don't know. I can't I can't tell where they're going with this story, which is always nice. I hate it when you read a book and you're like, oh, yep, I know exactly what they're going to do in this. What's the fucking point of reading it at that point? Yeah. We've read so many comic books at this point that I feel like it's hard to find a story where you're like, I'm not quite sure what they're trying to do with this. 
So it's nice when you run into stuff like that. That is very true. Um, I also caught up on Saga. I did catch up unless something newer just recently came out. Well, I think the last one they ended up going on to that ship. Ship. Yep. And they That's last I they saw. thought it I think the mom thought whatever I can't remember what her name is. The mom thought it was gonna be like they were gonna be sharing this room with a bunch like it was just very sweet because they got on the ship where she's like doing work, I guess, to like get her kids into a different place. And like they get into the room and it's a room with a bed for each of them. And they were all so excited and it made my heart glad and sad both at the same time. I just can't, that book is what it, I, I don't know how to, it's undescribable yeah. how good it is. Almost nothing can happen in an issue. I mean, a lot of stuff happened in this issue because there was also somebody that died in this issue. Um, well, that's a big part of it, but also it it's makes sense how the, like, it just seems so natural, like a yeah. real world, things would happen randomly right. out of the blue to the viewer. You're like, what the fuck? And who comes up with this? Right. And also that they have an end game. I don't know what it is anymore. I know. But I'm loving the journey. Yeah. I, I don't want it to ever end. I want more of it. I hate these hiatuses. Mm-hmm. I am a person that understands people need some time yes. and I'm cool with them getting, some, but maybe more than six months or less, more than six books a year. Sure. And then six months off eight and four, nine and <laughs> don't three. be greedy. I mean, really 10 <laughs> is what I would say, but well, if you want this sort of quality, I feel like maybe that is part of the key to I, the process. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just one of those things like, will it, I, Will I still be alive when it ends? I need it to end soon. <laughs> I mean, look outside. The world's kind of, yeah. You've been around the world. Did it feel like that in the rest of the world? Yeah. A lot more people aware. I did yeah. talk, some of the people talking, they're more aware of climate uh, change yeah. and the devastating heat. Mm-hmm. And... They're more aware of what may not happen at this moment now, where, again, today, now, not a huge bunch of food shortages to make people freak out, but you need to look ahead to a year and say, we need to prevent that from a year happening, where a lot of them are starting to realize in a year, we're going to, food shortages are going to affect other places of the world. When other places of the world can't feed themselves, they all migrate. Right. Mass So... There's more talk of that now that it's been even getting into the mainstream media. Like, when you even see Fox News talking about climate change, you realize there's some real data coming out that Mm -hmm. they can't just manipulate. And so it's one of the things that the rest of the world, they wonder sometimes about us Americans. I'm sure they do. I'll say this, even some, (laughs) like... Meeting people from all, because the spectrum of political sides, right and left, is drastically different in the rest of the world. Because a lot of them are literally more closer to the center, Mm -hmm. and their right and left are right and left, but a lot of them are a little mingled in between with stuff where American politics, which I don't need to explain to most listeners on this, is... 
right or just a little bit center, right of center for the liberal side. Mm -hmm. Because we're not liberals really in America as they are as a representation of why they're there. They're neoliberals and... So there's drastic change, like a lot of it. It made it made me pause one of the political conversations I had with these uh, two people about why, like, they didn't understand why Pride Month, you know, going on in June stuff. They just thought it was so weird and like that we have a month to celebrate. Yes, and they think that that's ridiculous. Like, just let them be, yeah, people and. Because to them, they're like, they don't give a shit. Like, right. one of the guys that, like, your uncle is bald gay. Like, who the fuck cares? So they look at liberals as being the crazy ones because they think, why are these liberal people celebrating and doing this? Let them just be people. But they don't see the conservative side of conservatives want these people to die. Right. So liberals have yes. taken up the sense Not of, all conservatives, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. A good majority of their leadership does. Sure. Which, if you want to call yourself a conservative, then you might want to start calling yourself something different. Because if All your right. leaders are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know. I shouldn't have brought it up. That's my yeah, bad. That's your bad. <laughs> These are usually the conversations we have after the mics are turned <laughs> off. <laughs> you get Tony going. He goes. And I went when I was over there, but really good conversations with some yeah, people on, on those things. Uh, I forget where originally I was going with everything. Uh, I was talking about movies and everything. Uh, we have some news. Finally, The Flash has reached one million at the box office. Oh, my God. Seriously? It took that third, long? Three weeks. Did you go? You didn't go see it, did you? No. No. I haven't seen any of the recent ones. I heard I would have actually gone and seen Shazam 2 because I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. But the Black Adam thing really soured me yeah, on it. Exactly. And then I had heard that Shazam 2 just didn't make sense because, again, it didn't. They shat on all mm -hmm. of these projects. There's some stuff going on with the Laszlo or whatever his name is that's in charge of HBO, Warner Brothers, Discovery, whatever the fuck they're calling it now, Max. Anyways, ha to this movie. Who would have thought that they would have, you know, not made a billion dollars? Right. With, Who would have thought that? With a crim with a criminal Lindsay. at the helm. Lindsay thought that. And yeah, most everyone. Connor went and saw it. I've heard there are there are people out there who say that they enjoyed it. And I and I and I wonder if that's true. Like, are they experiencing a moment of pure joy? By seeing Michael Keaton suit up, that's all the positives that I heard, and that and and that feeling is so big that they're able to apply it to the whole movie. Because that's the only thing I can think of is why somebody would come out of it and be like, "Oh yeah, it was good." Okay, tell me how it was good. Connor saw it and he said it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was bad. I have some friends that are. Hardcore DC fans. My one of my friends wants to literally be Batman. His dog's name is Alfred. He loves that. Uh, his dog's name is Alfred, yeah. and not what was it, an Ace. I don't know. It sounded <laughs> Alfred's a pretty good. Nod, Batman's though. dog's name is Ace. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because then, uh, what's Superman's? Then? Crypto. Crypto, yeah. Yeah, the Crypto and Ace. Crypto the but Superdog. regardless, he can just not... He cannot write bad reviews for DC, but in this one, he's like, the Keaton stuff was good. They could have fleshed out some other things. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun movie. Like, when you read the, the words that he's trying to put of, like, not knocking this down, but, you know, he's struggling to come up with words, you're like, right. oh, this is even as bad as... Well, I know they threw a bunch of CGI cameos into the movie, including Christopher Reeve. Which is interesting. And there was a couple other Connor mentioned that I was like, why? Why? It doesn't also, make any sense. Also, why did they not... Uh, I haven't seen it to know the full plot, but why would you not make this then... If you knew this was coming, everyone thought it should be the reset point anyways. Yeah. And it would have been a great fresh start to put all this to end. But they, I guess, didn't in this? Probably not. They're terrible at, like... And, you know, Marvel Marvel ha- does it a little bit better, but D- DC's always been terrible at about actually following, like, the plot of a good event. Even with Batman v Superman, right, with, when you had um, Doomsday show up. Like, okay, come on. <laughs> he was there for, like, a hot minute. That's all you got. Yeah. And well, then, even get- for this movie... You bring General Zod as the bad guy because that's what people want in a Flash movie yeah. is a Superman bad guy. Was it um the one from Superman? Was it that General Zod? Yeah. I mean, I like that actor a lot. Yeah, but again, yeah. don't know if we really needed to see that again in a Flash fighting a Superman-type bad guy. Right. Why? It just, I don't yeah. know. We'll watch so, it eventually. I mean, I will watch it eventually, just like I will when Shazam 2 comes out streaming. Because I enjoyed the first one enough, right. and I a glutton for punishment. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Marvel has something cut that came out recently, uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. I, because of the comic books and loving that series, and it really... Mm-hmm. Really got me and my brother back into mm-hmm. investing in Marvel. There's some things that I, that are well, way different that I've given up a long time ago of needing to always compare it to be exact. Right. I'm enjoying what it is. I only watched the first episode, but it was real I, boring. But I feel like they didn't market it well enough yeah. to let you know kind of what kind of movie it is. It's kind of a spy espionage. I love that Marvel does things differently, but I didn't know what I was getting into watching this. I just thought Secret Invasion, Scrolls, it's going to be infiltration. So, yes, a little bit of spy work. Is it a secret invasion? Is the invasion secret, Tony? Is it? Is it secret? Well, when you find some things that get revealed later of there are some things that have been planted already. Sure. And passed off. That makes you kind of just like reading the comics. You're like, oh, shit, they had this planned a while ago. Which well, I don't think in, they in the comics, like, I mean, there were some people that came out as being Skrull that had been Skrull for a really long time. Like, was the Fantastic Four's butler was Skrull, right? Spider-Woman, I think. Yep. Um, Electra was yeah. one. I mean, they were in there deep, and, like, 
it's like this show started and you were like, yes, these scroll are here and they're pretending to be other people. They could be anyone. I guess maybe that is the the thing. But like it's it's to me, it's less like. I already know that literally anybody could be a scroll. Whereas as you're reading Secret Invasion, it's like as you're finding this stuff out and a lot of it, they didn't drop until like the, the end. And it was more like, oh, my God, that guy. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. So I um, I don't know. <laughs> For, well, I would say the second episode was a lot better than the first. So please just watch that one because they start talking about Super Scroll, And it's interesting what they're doing with it within the MCU because they don't have Fantastic Four. Right which is based off of. So they're using group DNA. Uh, They had four people. Now I'm blanking on them. And I don't think they're all Guardians. But they were using, you know, maybe Drax DNA. Something that was kind of, you know, strength. Group kind of can stretch and Mm -hmm. grow his arms. Mm -hmm. So they're making a super scroll, which I also heard. I haven't watched this week's episode yet comes fruition mm. i like that they're doing it a little bit different i you know don't need to be such a needs yeah. to be like the comics there's some things that are interesting within the show having nick fury not realize that uh there are millions of scrolls now on earth i thought was genius because i hate when you have these I don't know if the, what the trope is, but they just know everything, so they can never be wrong. No, have Nick Fury know a lot of shit. Right. But have him have, like, He's oh. been in space for a while. Yeah, have him not know that, oh, shit, you didn't tell us, you didn't tell me that all you had all your buddies come down to Earth and right. could they have infiltrated now. So, because, again, a lot of people thinking the few scrolls that were here before, they're all good guys, so why would they be infiltrating? I think they needed to set up a little bit more of that before this. Yeah. Or maybe a movie to set up the not all scrolls are good, but not all scrolls are bad, because that's what we decided to do within the MCU. Sure. I don't know. I'm enjoying it, though. However, lots of things to talk about still with the writer strike, because mm. that's going to impact things yeah. starting coming soon, because... I think we got a couple months. Yeah, because everything that has been filmed right. still coming out, maybe even fall... Even if the writer strike comes over tomorrow, winter to Jan- January, February next year, there's not going to be many good sh- new shows. Right. Because they're going to have to get back into production and filming, and that is fucking up lots of things. Yeah. I just heard uh, dead. lots of places aren't uh, shooting in L.A., and Deadpool 3 right now is filming because they don't need writers because it's already been written, right. the script. However... They can't make changes. They can't make... Other actors can do improv because they're just actors. But because Ryan Reynolds is part of the scriptwriter, Ryan Reynolds can't do improv because it would be a rewrite, which most of the reason why some of those Deadpool movies were so hilarious is he's such a good improver. That's a weird caveat. That in in those things. So other people can do ad-libbing, but I then Deadpool... I feel like you should be able to separate that out, though. I feel so, too. Because he's not... I mean, technically, yes, he is rewriting. But, like, he's not. He's not rewriting. Although... Yeah. yeah. That, that was a weird one that I, I just learned about that I'm like, okay, that could make the yeah. movie maybe less good 
because right. again, some of the best performances come out of ad libbing in things. So right, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but a big thing too that I've noticed Disney has done and other features and TV shows are starting to do is the fucking green screen room. Have you seen this? It's like a 360. They did it a lot on The Mandalorian. It's like a 360 room. Mm-hmm. Green screens all around mm-hmm. to where you then just have actors and then everything can be CGI'd oh. in. Yeah, I just assume that's the way they do most of that shit these days. With props in the middle. And you can tell, though. Like, you can yeah. really see that compared to... Listen, I've been watching movies from the 70s and 80s lately, and I tell you what, <laughs> yeah. they used blue screen back then, and it was not any better, and they did it a lot, so... <laughs> but I want to say, though, like, look at the shows that don't do that, and you can tell a big difference in what... It feels one is, even though it could have a lot of money thrown at it, feels like a cheap cardboard cutout compared to that looks like it's a real thing. Um... And so there's been a lot of talk about that within uh, Secret Invasion. Now, granted, that was also filmed like a year ago. But I hope Marvel really gets away from this. I understand it's a cheap technology mm-hmm. for them to use. But again, if you have people realizing it looks cheap and people aren't going to turn into tune into your shit, why keep making it? That's you. Hollywood. Who... I think you and I disagree on this. I will show you comparisons of what you think is I don't, better. I don't, I... but that doesn't bother me, oh, I guess is the point. It doesn't take you out of, okay, I got no. you. Um, and I don't know if that's because, like, I'm I'm in, t- so I do love cinematography, in, and if cinematography is good in a show, I'll even sit through, like, a shitty plot if somebody, I just watched Bo is Afraid. Okay, this is a perfect example of this. I don't know. I know you haven't seen Bo, Bo is Afraid. And I would, t- I would tell you not to watch it. <laughs> it's three hours. It's very weird. Um, it's by the same guy who did Midsummer and Hereditary. Very different than those. Super, like, just makes you feel anxious the entire time you're watching it sort of movie. But the cinematography in this movie is beautiful. They do all kinds of tricks, camera tricks. I'm sure they use lots of green screen. There's lots of stop motion sort of artsy, like construction paper, cardboard sort of stuff going on. Just it, it, it goes through a bunch of different styles. And it really like you can I could sit through it, even though I the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, this is fucked up. And I like fucked up. <laughs> this is too fucked up for me. So. But I can also look past bad cinematography if the plot is really good. So it, I don't need to, I don't need to I, have both. I, yeah, I. But if it looks like same. shit and the plot is bad, then yeah, yeah. that gone. Bye. <laughs> you just reminded me of uh, something that happened when we were in Easterlone, of the small German town where the wedding was at. It was a random like Tuesday night or something. Nothing was going on. So me and my dad were in this. Uh, the apartment that he rented and uh, uh, flipping through the channels. One of the things commercials in other places are hilarious. Even if you don't know what they're necessarily saying, you get the tone of what they're trying to right. sell and the, the, and it's just great. Uh, some of the wackiness, but then we watched some documentaries of things where again, I don't know German. My dad spoke German. So he's, really rusty but could understand some things but then we flip on 
Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's the first one. One of my favorite movies. That movie is perfect mm-hmm. for even the CGI still holds up. Great story. Um, my dad had never seen it, and it was towards the getting the good part. So halfway through the movie, I had explained some of it, but he could understand most of the German and what he couldn't. I could explain to him what's going on, even though I couldn't ex- hear or understand right. anything. It was a weird experience watching that, but my dad enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for telling my dad some of the, oh, watch this part. This is really interesting because I've seen that movie 50 times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, didn't you also have some tasty treats from Amsterdam with you? Maybe. <laughs> At some point. Some uh, delicious chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> You're all hopped up on chocolate. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, switching gears. So, Allison Mack has been released from prison. Oh, yeah, that cult. She served two years, which okay. a lot of people are saying that wasn't enough time for the shit that she did. Yeah. Which also, for the shit that she did, I feel also true. But she obviously had, uh, what did they give you? Like a deal because she also was able to get the head person. Right. And I can see where she was. I mean, she wasn't innocent by any means. No. She came up with the branding stuff. So that's where it's almost like I feel like she should have gotten a far severe punishment. But also you have to realize she also was a bit manipulated by the main guy. Mm-hmm. So I do have a small leniency because she was a victim at one point. Right. But she then was not and she became a victimizer right but yeah she's out from jail now and she's probably never gonna make it like this probably be the last big news of her because yeah i can't imagine anyone's gonna hire her for anything i mean it's not like she was really working anyway like you never i never really that's because this all started right off of smallville like she i thought she was gonna be the big thing and i remember seeing her at uh uh motor city comic-con and I got to quick briefly chat with her because oh, yeah. she, she didn't try to recruit you into a cult. She, I remember her talking about it, oh, but yeah? not connecting the dots until some years later. Mm. But I do remember she. It was just a normal conversation. She's you know, still got off of the acting, and I just had a huge crush on her. And I just in my mind, I remember her saying something about a Nexium or something, yeah. which I was like. I don't know what the fuck that is, but right. that's what she was into then. Well, who would have known that's what this would have became? Right. And it makes me sad because, again, I thought she was talented. She was one of the big reasons why I watched that show. And Yeah. Now well, she's released. She's probably available <laughs> if you wanted to, like, marry her or something. Or get branded. And... <laughs> and she, yeah, it's part yeah. of a sex cult. So I, had a... I wonder if she got deprogrammed. Because that is part of coming out of a call is you need to be deprogrammed. Yeah. And I would hope so. I hope that I hope so that they spent some time with her mentally while she was in jail deprogramming her from her cult. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah, that was. Uh, did you have any news? You know, I don't. <laughs> I like try to go on my little Google front page and stuff will pop up every once in a while, but there really hasn't been too much that I've. Um. I mean, WandaVision's getting a second season. I don't know what that's going to be like. Right? What? 
where where's Wanda coming from? Where's Vision coming from? How is this gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. I know that James Gunn is doing a lot of a lot of scrubbing, scrubbing down the movies over there. It looks like maybe they cast a new Superman. That's what I saw, but then I was yeah. like, I don't know if that was again another one of those right. Like, the top like they think is going to be the star yeah apparently james gunn has stated that dc um movies the media will not have a presence at um san diego comic-con that's what i saw a lot of uh i read this like when i was traveling yeah a lot of people are not going to be going to san diego comic-con so it'll be interesting what news does come out i did just see some uh warner brothers stuff is starting to say they're going to go there but it was like Venture Brothers or the new Babylon 5, which is a great thing. It could then be back to some comic books. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Because, yeah, some of those news of shows are great, but you could just announce them whenever. You don't need to be at a Comic-Con. Let the Comic-Con be for the comics. Right. I agree. But um, I did have some things that I saw of Jonathan Majors, but every other week or day, it seems like things shift to where... Oh, that might not be so true. I saw some things of past people or messages were released from past people. But then like a couple days later, some people were like, I didn't ever say that. So now it's back to oh, the lawyers making up shit. I, I also saw something uh, during my travels of you have to wait till Loki season two and it may solve the the Kang problem. Oh, I feel like we talked about that even before you left. Maybe we did. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that you said something like that before we left. Like you had read somewhere that Loki season two will solve that problem. I finally watched Ant-Man. Oh, the newest Ant-Man? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't very good. Oh. And Modoc really pissed me off. That character, like... Especially since when he first rolls up, like the very first time you see him, he's got the thing down. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, he looks badass. badass. And then he flips it up and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. They made him a, <laughs> you know, a dumb joke, yeah. which. Yeah. I mean, Modoc is kind of a dumb joke. I, I But yes. in a different way. I just. You know? uh, it's one of the examples where people say, oh, Marvel's always making dumb jokes. No. There are some movies where the jokes just were subtle enough or came off naturally. Again, you can look at the Avengers movies. They seem more serious, but yeah. there are some good jokes in there. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, as I know you're going to still not haven't see seen it. it yet, but I will soon. I but, will when it comes out on stream. Yeah. Perfect example of how you can do a serious movie, but have the laughs in there. I felt like Ant-Man and Wasp was one on the downside of the writing board of, like, they put in some jokes that just didn't make sense. The one that I did audibly laugh out loud, though, was the holes, how many holes you have. Oh. (laughs) Because he had a count, and he paused for long enough for even when you're in the audience, if you start doing the... (laughs) And then say it, and then, oh, you have holes. That was one of the laugh out loud. But again, the Bill Murray part, I'm like, I don't need these famous actors coming in to play parts. Yeah. It doesn't get me. All these other Marvel movies were made with, they were known actors, but they were not stars that they are now. Right. Marvel made these stars. Yeah. 
RDJ. And they're making some of the newer stars, but then they keep attaching these old fucks. Yeah. Harrison Ford. I don't need him as General Ross. I want someone who's General Ross that is younger that can be playing this person. Unless they're going the full form, which I feel like they're going to do is just turn them into Red Hulk. And then anyone can And then anyone can. And then just it's uh, CGI'd. But then that's more CGI of I don't know if they'd want to go that route. Have you watched the new season of Black Mirror yet? I've watched two episodes. Did of you it. watch the first one? Yeah. Oh my gosh! So when you were talking about the CGI, and then I was thinking about like then they would just need somebody to voice them, and then I was like, but then do they actually need them to voice them, or do they have a like? Could they just sell their voice to them? And then in my brain, I was like, oh no, they don't want to do that because <laughs> now in my head, it's it's a Black Mirror situation. <laughs> that, that was a good episode. That show. Yeah. Great writing. Yep. Phenomenal writing. Yeah. I, even the the ones you don't enjoy yeah. as much, you when you re-look at it, you think, I had some good aspects. Yeah. And uh, not part of the Writers Guild because they're from England. So we, oh. we might just all have to start watching <laughs> British, More Black Mirror. British television. <laughs> I mean, I get down for that. British television is amazing. Um, all right, last two things. Uh, so there's the new Transformers movie, which again. What? I don't. I wasn't asking. Oh, is this for, the Beast Wars yeah. one? Okay. Um, I I was not looking forward to this, or it's not out yet. It's coming out at the end of the month, I believe. But it's one of those sh- like no one's asking for this. But the I also Beast Wars. So, I don't know, man. It might get me to watch show, another. Well, the show was. Oh, we are gonna be. It's been it a really long movie. time since I've watched a Transformers movie. I think the last one I watched was the one we watched for. Yeah. Bad that was movie. the last one that came out. Oh, it is in theaters now. So it's not the last one that's come out though. It's not because there was Bumblebee. Oh yeah, there was Bumblebee. And there was another, that was a good one though. There was, I thought there was another one that they did too, but maybe not. I thought there was a couple that had um, besides. Did Bumblebee have Marky Mark in it? I know the one we no. watched did. That one had John Cena, okay. and then this one has I think John Cena and then again. Okay. Regardless, there is a uh, – this is the weird thing with when they make these Transformer movies. They, I saw one of the stills of one of the Transformers that has glasses. Why, Why? does a robot need glasses? Exactly. <laughs> like, again, when they when they made some – like – Maybe their eyes can't be fixed because they don't have the parts. So the solution is to give them glasses. Which does what? And they those know. glasses have to transform somewhere. <laughs> it just it listen. It, it's it's to give them more, a distinct look, but it, it's not any more ludicrous than the cartoon watching a giant robot transform into a tiny little gun. <laughs> Mass displacement. We know that that's how they do it. it and a boombox with tapes. <laughs> Which are other little transformers? They have a pocket dimension that they could all go. That's where their gear goes to. Lens. That's it's canon. We have made that fine. So we can. I'm just saying it's not any more ludicrous than that, though. I love though that that was never truly a thing that they thought because they're just trying to sell stories or toys. Toys. Yeah. But then fans go, "How does it do it? Oh, it's got to be some sort of mass displacement where they can pocket that stuff in a separate dimensional pocket. <laughs> and then the writers are like, well, that solves that problem. Right. <laughs> All except future w- things. Except when you buy the toy, it turns into a gun the same size as the robot you have. <laughs> 
or human size. It's boombox my size, but it's also as big as Optimus. Yep. Oh, um, last thing, which toys wise, uh, did you know they're making a Magic Eight Ball movie? Is it a horror movie? I don't know, but they just added the Cocaine Bear writer. So, oh, I hope it's a horror movie. I could only see that being, yeah. and I. Or it's like a let's let's take ourselves back in time to or the nineties when you made irrever- irreverent comedies that really didn't have a plot, like Liar Liar. Right, the whole conceit of that movie was that Jim Carrey couldn't tell a lie. Mm-hmm. He spent the whole movie just beating the shit out of himself. Like, what if like a Jim Carrey esque sort of character just couldn't make a decision without using a magic eight ball, and you got to watch the insanity unfold as it did everything the magic eight ball told it to? So it could be that, or an awesome horror movie. Those are the only two ways it'll work. <laughs> Talk about liar, liar. You know when he's writing the pen is blue, yeah. But kept saying the pen is red. Every time he wrote that, pen is penis, 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 penis red. <laughs> Penis red. Penis blue. <laughs> I don't know why that I thought of that, but that was a thing. you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, this could be like a magic or a monkey's paw type thing where it oh, makes yep. a wish and then, yeah. or whatever like it comes bedazzled. out. Like Remember that movie? Yeah. That was a good comedy. <laughs> or was there one called, what was the one with, um, was it called Monkey Paw? It had Chris. It's Monkey Bone. I monkey think. Bone. Yes, yes, yes. I don't yes, even yes, know yes, if that's yes, even yes. the same type of thing. I don't think I ever saw that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, has all the answers. Your most pressing questions, and yeah, it doesn't really see what it's going to be about. What the tone is, um, but they're hoping it's going to have humor. Well, if it goes with the first option that I gave them, then I could see where it could work. It's it's got the problem is is movies like that don't really make box office anymore, unfortunately. Even though there are some of the best movies, I I just again with the writers going on, and I just feel like there's going to be a huge dip in. Maybe they're going to write the whole movie using a magic eight ball. (laughs) Should we go this route? Yes or no? Because. then nobody's really writing it. <laughs> that would be actually interesting, but I don't think for a full-length movie. Yeah. I almost feel like you could have like a four-part series where each episode in this, knowing going into it, mm-hmm. was you threw some things, you put them in the line, and then yes or no goes down, and that's yep. how they finish. That could be good. Well, uh, I also saw they were having a live-action Powerpuff Girls movie, which oh, yeah, that got I was canceled. looking forward to. Yep, yeah. that's got canceled, too. Just that go can... back and watch the cartoon. It's pretty awesome. I have, because my brother just introduced it yeah. to his kids, and now they I, love it. My, my concern with that movie is that you wouldn't be able to... What the fuck is the villain's name in that? Uh, Mojo Jojo? Yes. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> um... <laughs> You just, I don't know, in a movie, Mojo Jojo? <laughs> Can you see that happening in a good movie? I would, well, because he was always like the, uh, uh, I mean, he was the overall villain. But I would, if I were to do a movie, I would do a, your own villain, make it something unique. Mm-hmm. But you definitely have a Mojo Jojo showing up as a side villain. Yeah. That you can easily defeat because... 
he's always easily defeated by his right smartness slash hubris and then you can take care of the main bad i would that's how i would have done it i know they'd probably just go with the mojo jojo but regardless it would have been interesting to see them try well especially because what i was thinking they were they were trying to make them more less younger girls and there would be more maybe 18 or a little bit older Mm -hmm. so it could be a more adulty yeah but not that adulty. <laughs> Sounds like you're uh, not everything a porn. has to be sexual. <laughs> Blood and guts can also be R. That's fair. Oh, well, I'm glad I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. I have so many more stories that I'm sure I'll bring up uh, in future. Just so write I'll all just... that shit down so you don't forget. I brought some books to write when I was on the trains. Yeah. Didn't do it. No. You didn't journal that shit? No. I oh. documented enough in pictures. Yeah. I guess all the eating I didn't really picture because I'm not one of those people. <sighs> those are the pictures I want to see. Just the food. Oh, my gosh. I, You know I'm such a foodie. I love that shit. I will say that was half the travel was oh, yes. good food. That's half the reason I want to travel. All right. One quick last uh, story, and we'll end the podcast. Uh, so we, a couple times made sandwiches. We'd just get some bread, get, go to the local deli, whatever, get some stuff. And then simple lunch, mm-hmm. uh, we could pack, make an extra one regardless. But after two times doing that, we were like, God, it really, we really need like something else on this, like a sauce or something to really, I don't know. So we're like, maybe a mustard. So when we were in Paris, we went and got some mustard, but don't really speak French. I was too lazy to bring out my Google Translate, and it said Dijon, which I'm like, all right, that's a normal mustard. Uh, I've had it here. Mm -hmm. Normally, I always thought it was a little more sweeter, but not that I've had honey Dijon, not just Dijon, Mm -hmm. which... uh, as most people know, you can't call it uh, champagne if it doesn't come from the champagne right. area. Well, Dijon, you can't call it Dijon unless it comes from the Dijon area of France, which mm. I also never, for some reason in my mind, I didn't think Dijon was France. I thought it was some other city. Yeah. So you they know. Grey Poupon. Was... They know how to make their mustard. <laughs> and so this is just a normal mustard. Yeah. And it was the mustardy mustard that I've ever mustered. Tons of mustard seeds. I mean, the, not even see. It was well. I mean, like creamy. So they gr- they grind the the mustard yes. seeds. It's not whole grain mustard, but but I, it yeah. overpowered the sandwiches to where all you were eating, <laughs> and, and I only did a thin spread. I didn't do thick like I would normal with sauces. I meaty cheesy didn't even taste that, and the bread. But it was just mustard every bite. Mm, mustard I warned sandwich. my dad before he put some on, but he didn't really let he put normal. I was like, probably even half that. He's like, and mustard? Like, I, I do like mustard. Mm-hmm. But that was overpowering. Good. But yeah. probably not on that. I don't know what I would have done. I almost like wanted a thin to save layer it. layer of mustard. Yeah, but like. I wanted to keep that bottle, uh, wouldn't have stayed, but 
just because of how I don't feel like I've had something like that in the States. Yeah. We you had... could probably go to a market that, that specializes in, like, specialty grocery and maybe find, like, an imported mustard from France. I did take a picture of uh, this hot sauce that I tried at one of the barbecues that we had that we went to and went and looked for it. Couldn't find the exact one. Found a similar-looking-sounding one. It's all right. Uh, but the Germans, when I put it on my uh, sausage and everything when I was eating it there... They were like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and then when I ate it, and I was like, it was spicy, but I've had spicier. To me, it was like, that was almost perfect yeah. spice. Like, Americans just hot enough. have an obsession with hot sauce, though. Like, hot, like, torturous levels of True, hot. True, yeah. The rest of the world's kind of like, why? Yeah, the only other place that I think you can get close to that isn't like Asian cuisine because they like shit spicy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I would imagine that in Europe, there's hot sauce is probably, like, mild compared to some of our stronger shit here. I had some very good curry, uh, chicken curry. Mm. Also, currywurst is the best thing at a, so many little, like, hot dog stands to quick get a bite and just get a currywurst. Like, yeah, so good tasting. Fries, best fries ever in Belgium. I'll just stop right now. I know, I'm um, hungry. I have to go home and eat dinner, so shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, stay thirsty for more uh, Around the World Adventures podcast slash Drunk on Comics. That's what it's going to be for the next month. Where in the world is Tony McKay? (laughs) Sing it, Rockapella. (laughs) 